Let you and I take a trip down memory lane, leave skid marks in the present as we zoom towards the future, sharing stories, experiences, and as we take on life, one Sunday at a time. Welcome to another episode of the You and I podcast. This is your host, as always, Mifa Adejimo. How are you guys doing? It's another wonderful new week. I hope the week on the past week was great for you. If it wasn't, I hope this new week brings um, uh, all the positive blessings and joys that you could ever wish for um, going forward. For today's episode, I am going to be talking about two things that happened over the weekend, or over the week rather. So it's it's going to be a fun episode. It's not really going to be anything too serious or bland or no overtly exciting. But I I trust it's going to be something you're going to sit back, relax. Have a laugh and um, you know what, learn a few things. So, <clears throat> without wasting further time, let's go to the gist of the week. Gist of the week. Gist of the gist of the week. So the first gist of the week has to be the most obvious one, which is the coronavirus. Yeah, it has become. A pandemic, which means all nations are on high alert. Um, the virus is spreading really, really rapidly. Um, this week alone, a lot of celebrities, sports celebrities, even movie celebrities, um, were caught. I mean, reported being um, testing positive to the virus. Even political uh, dignitaries like. Um, like the wife of the Prime Minister of Canada also tested positive to the virus. Tom Hanks and his wife, who were shooting a movie in Australia, tested positive to the virus. Um, footballers like um, Odoi of the Chelsea Football Club tested positive to the virus. The player in Juventus also. Um, Arsenal's head coach, um, Mikel Arteta, tested positive to the virus. So it's now a full-blown pandemic and um, everybody is on high alert when it comes to it. So what this means is everybody has to be extra careful. So this is a, this is probably a recurring warning or recurring caution to everybody, you know, wash your hands properly, try as much as possible to maintain a very high um, 
very um, responsible hygiene, you know. Uh, once you're done with the toilets, wash your hands properly. Once you're done with food, wash your hands properly. Try as much as possible not to always rub your eyes or your nose or your mouth, you know. Avoid handshake if possible. You can just, you know, wave or something. So this is this is a really um uh a really really serious thing right now so please everyone be careful and make sure that you're trying as much as possible to avoid um contacting this um deadly virus which is um going around really disrupting the world basically the world has come to a standstill because of coronavirus a lot of leagues um football leagues and social events have been postponing definitely until when uh, things have settled down, but uh, hopefully things will settle down as soon as possible because where the virus was originated from um, in China, things are beginning to settle down there. So we hope that the world um, kind of borrows some knowledge from them in handling this situation and you know helping everyone out. So please stay safe and make sure you're doing the right things. Yeah, and taking the necessary precaution is very important. Gist of the week. Gist of the gist of the week. Second gist of the week also relates to the coronavirus. Um, I saw a tweet. Um, I think a couple of days ago, where it was mentioned that um a group of Asian uh immigrants, I think, would I call them immigrants? A group of Asian fellows were um kind of embarrassed or booed or something when they went to a restaurant or something in Nigeria and I think they were not allowed to enter or something like that it just I, I can't really um, say what exactly it was what was stated exactly because I kind of just brushed through the tweets but anyways I just think it's it's terrible and I think at this time we as human beings need to come together and you know be more empathetic and instead of being discriminatory or racist this is not the time for you to start saying oh all the chinese people have the virus you know stay safe be cautious but don't go about um ruining people's life or making people feel bad because of their descent or because of uh, their nationality it is not the right thing to do you know any anybody could could have this virus truthfully, but just because it originated in China doesn't mean somebody who is a Chinese who has lived there for over twenty years or even less is automatically um, a carrier of the virus. So let's do better as human beings. The onus is on us to be better human beings, to be empathetic, and um, I am confident that we can all beat this thing. This thing being the coronavirus is crippling the economy worldwide, but I do believe we can be distant. So let's first of all, most importantly, be decent human beings to our fellow human beings and remember that this is not an issue of race. It is a virus and it can affect anybody regardless of what race or nationality you are. Gist of the week.
monologue. The monologue. So two interesting things happened to me over the week. Um, first, I think I should start in a chronological order. So the first thing first that happened to me was that <clears throat> during the week I got an invitation to be part of a show called um, I think Blind Dating. Um, it's a show done and hosted by um, Pulse TV and a friend of mine who is also a podcaster, Oge, Oge, um, host of the Oge Show podcast, um, hit me up in the DM. I was like, um, if I, would you like to go on the blind dates? I said, okay, what does it entail? And she explained, she shared the previous video link of what the whole show was about. And I thought, you know what? I'm actually not really doing anything. So let me just, you know, try it out. So I did agree to go on a blind date. Um, and I just wanted to see how it felt, you know, get the experience. Not that I wanted to add it to my CV or anything, but I said, let me see how it feels, you know, to be on a blind date, you know, not know the next person, not have any preconceived notion of the next person. And one thing I did find out was before the date, I was basically making facial constructions of what I thought the person I was going to meet would be like. I I can't I kid you not. I was, you know, mashing up so many faces, picking all my favorite celebrities, you know, chopping them. I was basically being being a surgeon, an imaginary surgeon, trying to um imagine who this person I was going to be um going to on a blind date with would look like, you know. I gave her perky breast, I gave her, uh, in some instances, I gave her big breast, and I was like, you know what, let me cut down the fat small. So I gave her smaller breast, you know. So in some instances, she had um, a Genevieve look. Um, in some instances, I, I trimmed the little, gave her more like an Inedo look with a little shade of Rihanna's forehead, you know, so it doesn't feel like she's too perfect and whatnot. So, um, before the date, I think I had like a day notice to the date. Like I, I agreed to the date on like, say a Wednesday and I had to go for the date on a Thursday. So I really did not have so much time to prepare. Not that I needed any dough because I didn't think there was anything else to be prepared for. It, it, the format was really pretty simple. So I thought, you know what, I got the hang of it. So I stepped out on the next day to go for the date. But apparently I did not dress well. Yeah. So uh, what what I did was um, I, I, I reckon that I probably will be stuck in traffic for a while. And I tend to be very sweaty when I, I'm exposed to so much heat. So I thought, you know what, let me wear something that would be more, um, how would I put it, that wouldn't allow me to sweat so much. So I wore, I wore, I wore a T-shirt and then I wore... Uh, a long sleeve shirt over the t-shirt. The point was the t-shirt would be able to absorb all the sweat and whatnot. Then when I um, got to my destination, I could just easily switch over and then, you know, maybe take off the t-shirt or something. I think that was the general idea though. 
but I I really didn't think it through. So I would, I just got a t-shirt, uh, got a long sleeve t-shirt, a long sleeve shirt, a button down long sleeve shirt over the t-shirt, and uh, got myself a sneaker, and boom. I was off to my special blind dates with this special lady that I have never met. So I got uh, I got into the bus, blah, blah, blah. The, the way I did it was because, you know, Uber can be very expensive. So I, I did it half housey. I went housey. <laughs> what, what that means is I, I took the bus to a particular location where I felt was um, where I felt that if I were to get Uber from there, it would be a lot cheaper than if I got Uber straight up from my house to the place because the place where the venue was on the island. So I did that and I got to the place. I got to the place late because Lagos traffic will always, you know, embarrass you. I got to the place late a bit, but not too late. And um, I was prepped, you know. I was told, okay, this is how the show goes. So basically... Uh, we were going to be given a bunch of questions to ask or to answer rather there was a piece of paper would answer the questions about the next person you know looking at the next person so when i got there i didn't see the person i was um made sh- uh, it, it was made sure that i didn't see the person so i was a little bit barricaded so when the show was when they started filming i was i think uh, my eyes were closed and they led me to a table and then i sat down and then eyes were opened and boom here is the person and by god she's a pretty lady like and i not really i won't say a genevieve pretty but confidently pretty you know there there was this thing about her and then when i saw her i was like oh damn shit just got real you know fam shit just got real so she got real and we got to it you know we had we had or I think I would like to think we had a rapport, you know, right from the get-go. We, we were not really taking, we we're not really being too serious about it. We we're not really like, oh, this is a do or die thing. She would um, share a joke. I would respond. We are sharing quips and whatnot while we are answering the questions. And there were some very pretty interesting questions while the camera rolled. And overall, it was a fun experience until the point where she was like, I think there was a question where it was like, um, there was a question we had to ask, like, what what does the next, what do you think the next person does for a living? <laughs> and then when it was time for her to reveal her answer to me, I revealed mine to her, and she it was time for her to reveal her answer to me, and she said, um, a driver. And <laughs> that particular part just off me, like, oh shit, a driver. And she was being honest. She was like, well, th- when you dress like this to a date, there was nothing else I could think of. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, so oh, um, a T-shirt, because I opened my T-shirt down, you know, I didn't button the fly. I didn't button my um, long sleeve shirt over the T-shirt. I opened it down. I was doing gangster and shit. So that, that is not a good way to dress to a first date. So this is word to anybody who's planning on dressing that awkwardly to a date. Do not do it. Do not do it. Because the point, I think the point I was trying to get to was, okay, you know, I wanted to be really comfortable and not feel like I was trying to be too serious with it. So um, if you're going for comfort, I would 
urge you to go for a more simplistic comfort, you know, a plain t-shirt or, or you know, or, or polo shirts with a pair of jeans would, would have sufficed. And I had that. I just, and I, I think I thought of that option, but I was like, yeah, now. And there, there, there it was. I became a driver in the eyes of this beautiful lady. So the rest of the show went pretty well. There were funny quips. She thought I was Igbo for some reason. That was her first impression of me. She thought I was Igbo. She probably thought she actually gave me the name Chinedu. She guessed my name as Chinedu. And we had a lot of fun. So um, I think the video will be out soon. So I wouldn't want to give up so much so that you guys can enjoy the video. But it was a fun experience. And I thought... I put myself out there and, um, you know, you never can tell. Although, spoiler alert, she did reject me. Like, there was a final question. Would, the question was, would you date the person, you know, you're seated opposite? And I answered yes because, you know, she's pretty, she's fun. She looks like she's fun. I, I won't say she's fun. I didn't. I don't know her that much. Um, she looks like she's fun. She looks like she's up and about she's um industrious and i thought well like she has a lot going for herself so why not you know but she said no and if you want to know why she said no you have to wait for the video to come out and i'm i'm sure you would also be very surprised on why she said no so that was that and um I had fun, like, I, I had fun. So this is me saying I officially went to my first blind date and uh, I survived it on Skiv. Oh, I think so. On Skiv, I think so. <laughs> come, come see about me. I'm doing good, boy, I'm up where we belong, yeah. You know I'm still trying to find where we were wrong, yeah. So come, come see about me. Come, come see about me. So the next thing that happened that went on for me this week was immediately after the blind dates, I had to go home and then I was stuck in traffic like, oh my God. So I got a, an Uber from the venue in on the island straight to um, Ikeja because I was trying to go split seas again, you know. I was trying to split the journey, you know, get... Uh, uh, get an Uber from one point to another that felt like it would be reasonably cheap. And then from the next point, I could, you know, go on a bus because I was probably closer to home. So that was what I did this time around. I went splitsies again. I got an Uber from the venue on the island to Ikeja, and then I got to Ikeja. I made the mistake of dropping at Ikeja along. <sighs> My dear people. Those of you that have to deal with traffic every day to work, you guys need to be given an award. I wasn't, I, I was on that Ikeja along axis waiting for a bus for close to two fucking hours. Like only a handful of bus came through and that, um, at the time I was at Ikeja, it was the close of day, so loads of people were waiting for buses as well. Going to uh, my end, which was like better, I was there standing. I could not even drive because I, 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 I even with my driver look, I looked like an, a very, 
you know, very precious at the butter, you know. <laughs> I could not drag, but I started looking around. I was like, like, shit, these people go through this every day. So they have to do this every day of the week, except maybe on weekends. And some might even have to do it on weekends because one boss wants them to work overtime. And it was really, really sad, really, really sad and touching and humbling. And I was like, you know what? I have a job where I, I literally don't have to worry myself about going out. And that means a lot. And um, for while, uh, while the job still lasts, I, I am intensely grateful. And I want to shout out to all those who are hosting in Lagos. Hosting in Lagos with Lagos traffic is an extreme sport and you guys are doing well. So whatever you're doing, keep pushing yourself. And soon enough, I'm, I'm very sure you'll be able to afford a car to avoid all this rubbish. At least even if you want to be stuck in traffic, be stuck in traffic with air-conditioned vehicle or something and let it not be Uber and let it not be that the meter is still reading or some shit. So that happened and it was really a humbling experience. So the next thing that happened was the wedding. <laughs> so for those who have been listening to this podcast, last season I had an episode titled Forgiving Jesus where I talked about my beef with Jesus because he stole my girlfriend or my supposed girlfriend from me back in the university. Well, this Saturday, I was in attendance of her wedding. So that girlfriend Jesus stole is now married. She is now a missus which is amazing because I was at the wedding reception and by God, it was awesome. She looked pretty in her wedding dress. Her husband looked good. You know, they both look immensely in love with each other. There was the part where they had this um, dance. They had to dance together and it was this slow dance and throughout the they were both look, just looking into each other's eyes and smiling and I was like oh god Mifa Mifa see you oh my goodness I was looking fly too because you know I always try to look fly I didn't want to make the mistake of the date you know I dressed I went there with a dress sense this time around and it worked out I think it worked out perfectly but anyways I looked at them and I was like oh wow and I think in that moment, I realized how um, how important a, a personal decision is, you know? Because I think um, as much as I still blame Jesus for, you know, stealing my girlfriend or my supposed girlfriend back in the uni days, I, I, I think I did admit it in the, in the podcast and for that particular episode that it probably was her choice as well. It probably was more her choice than anything, more her choice than um, Jesus is doing. And I think she made the right call because she looked, they both looked prepared. They both looked like they wanted this, like they wanted to get married, that they want to start a life together. And I think that goes a long way. You know, that preparedness goes a long way because it means um, you're also prepared for anything that could happen, you know. And um, I I still stare at myself in the mirror and I look and I ask that question, are you actually prepared for marriage? I am not. I am not. Uh, if I was, I probably would not be going on blind dates and shit. But 
it's it's a, it's really amazing how one can make a personal decision and in a way it really has some ripple effects going forward and i think um when she made that decision that because i think she made the decision thinking you know what i don't see myself with this person which is me you know long term something so you know what let me just um, nip it at the bird and she did that i think that went a long way for her because to be honest, she looked really, really happy. Um, when it was time for her and her husband to dance with friends, I went and danced with her. And when she saw me, she gave me a very, very wonderful hug, a familiar hug. I would say the husband gave me one stare that looks like, you know what, I'm going to be your ass. But that, 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 that's, that's probably me just overreacting. But she gave me a wonderful hug. The smiles were were as genuine as they could be. I was also genuinely happy for her because I was like, wow, this this person is actually happy. And I think that made me happy too because I realized, and I think this this has come due to age and uh, maturity and whatnot, that um, as much as I was hurt back then, being that um, that she probably did not give me a chance to want to see how things would have gone, she maybe did me a favor in the sense that she allowed me the opportunity to experience life in my own terms as opposed to be experiencing it in her own terms. Because if she probably had given me a chance and thought, okay, you know what, let me see if this guy would, you know, succumb or change, you know, pursue God with me the way I want to pursue God, I probably would have been living life in her own terms thinking it was mine because you know love and whatnot but in her doing that in her severing the ties in a way she allowed me live life in my own terms and you know coming to my own experiences and i think that goes a long way because it's something you can you probably would not see going looking forward but in retrospect it's 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 coming becoming very clear and i appreciate her for that and um the wedding was awesome i got to meet a lot of old acquaintances a lot of old friends from back in the uni days and reconnect with them and it was really really great and she looked genuinely happy and beautiful and pretty and i wish her and her husband a wonderful wonderful married life all the blessings that they could ever ever wish for in their home going forward so um to tiku and belvi happy married life and um blessings upon blessings upon blessings yeah the monologue So um, that it is for this week's episode. That was how my week went in the chronological order. Um, I went on the blind dates, turned out great-ish. <laughs> I got to experience what I would call incredible, incredible traffic, and you know, appreciate the kind, appreciate my own situation when it comes to my job, um, and being able to stay at home and you know just do my thing. And then I. After forgiving Jesus, 
got to attend the wedding of the girl he stole away from me and it was awesome and i wish her all the best her and her husband all the best in their new happy married life uh so um that is for me uh, once again i want to say thank you to all my listeners you guys are the real mvps and i really appreciate you guys for your support for listening you know for checking out the episode week in week out it goes a long way and um i hope to hear from you guys again share your comments your thoughts and um i will i promise to keep doing this at, at the level i am and keep pushing myself and you know i'll keep giving you guys contents that would resonate you know life lessons that could help you go going forward interviews that you could learn from and stuff um that's the whole point of this podcast and um like i said it's the you and i podcast and i'm here for you i am here for you as you are here for me as well so without further ado have yourself a wonderful wonderful new week and um stay cautious stay safe and uh, don't shake too much hands god bless you know my heart.